Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Rise and shine, football fans. Welcome to Morning Footy. Happy first day of Champions League. Yeah. We are excited. Hope you are too. I'm Susanna Collins. That's Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros. We've got Ali Trost Martin in for some headlines. Alexis, before we get into Champions League, I just have to tell you, <laughs> I have never had more people reach out to me about a segment than your pizza breakdown at the wall yeah, yesterday. I, it's not even about soccer. You know what I mean? What the hell's going on? It you is made, about it, soccer, it, you though. Made it about soccer. It was, you, you collided the worlds of football and pizza. Yeah. I got, I got so I got so many insane messages. I, someone's like, I can't even imagine how much research you put into this. I was like, I didn't have to look one thing up. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> I swear to you, you bro. You came from, from the moment. That's off the head. dome, bro. From the moment Alexis put in the group chat, can I go up to the wall? I don't know how you guys interpret it. I knew he was being serious, I and too. I knew it was going to be good. I, I swear to God. Yeah. That's why I doubled down. Normally I thought you were joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear. You, know, and like, then the, you were like, the, I trust you with this subject, which you were very upset about, was very near and dear to your heart, right. Argentinian pizza. It, justice was done yesterday. And we, 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 so we, we went to dinner yesterday, and we talked about how good you were. But I said I knew you were going to cook when you grabbed your little black book. <laughs> He had His no. recipe book, he said. In my recipe <laughs> He said, all right, let's do this. Yeah, let's do this. I got huh? notes. <laughs> the man used to give pizza tours in New York City. I mean, like, That's you how got the know job. your pizza. I knew so much about pizza during the tour. My buddy had an extra ticket that the guy offered me a job at the end of the tour. That's how I got that gig. I was like, I'm a comedian. I don't do anything during the day. Once again, thank you to CBS. Um, <laughs> My wife also thanks you. <laughs> and so does my landlord <laughs> and Visa. <laughs> hey, you, I'm, I'm telling you, that was sensational. <laughs> it you, was man. tremendous. It, it was. And it was I awesome. learned a lot. It was a big win for the team, bro. Morning it really funny. was. It Let's really go. was. Anyway, I Look just wanted to give you Let's some go. some mad props for yes. your exceptional breakdown at the wall. Yes. And thank I, you I everyone feel like behind the camera who helped me set that up, because I could not have done any of that without them. It was fabulous. Look at you. Come on. Giving everyone their flowers. <laughs> Come on now. You know what I do. <laughs> just like every time. That was, that was the right. perfect PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> like, they should show that segment to kids in high school. Yes. You, you want to hear some crazy? School. Cornell University, a professor in food studies hit me up. Really? And they're using it today. Stop it. They're using that segment 
to start off their lecture. I swear to you, I'll show you the DM when we're done. Wow. How crazy is that? I'll get the You are so influencing the young minds Bro, of the world. Something I say is going to be used crazy. in school and not during that's like a criminal terrifying. justice. <laughs> you know? Very well, it's you should crazy. go back to your school in Newark and tell all the teachers that <laughs> yeah. didn't believe yeah. that you should have that segment. Just go you through the metal detectors and go speak to the teacher. No, you did well in school. I did, oh, well, I did I, well in high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. Wellish. Right. <laughs> he's got he's got some knowledge. Yeah, I got your back. Uh, thank Alexis you. knows things. Something. Pizza yeah. is one of, them. <laughs> one of and them. And it was yeah. fantastic. Well done. Well thank done, you. Alexis thank you Guerrero. Okay, nice guys. <gasps> Champions League group stage kicks off today. I feel like this we've been it. waiting for it. There's been such a buildup. We had the the group draw, and we were all freaking out about the group of death. Um, and now it all gets to play out. And. Uh, we're very excited about it. So let's dive in. Here's a look at all the matches that we have to look forward to today. <gasps> group F, Group of Death, guys. AC Milan and Newcastle United and PSG Jeez. and Borussia Dortmund. Both of those games today. Um, we've got Manchester City, Red Star Belgrade, Barcelona, Antwerp, Young Boys, Leipzig, Shakhtar Donetsk against Porto, Lazio, Atletico Madrid, and Feyenoord versus Celtic in Group E. So... Gosh, where to hmm. start? Where to begin? Should we start in Group F, Group of Death? Be before we dive into Group of F, I just want to throw out a little detail group there. Of group, group of F. Did I say Group of F? Yeah. Just Mate hasn't kicked in. The water's not hot enough. Um, it's the last group stage, as we know it, before the format changes next year, where there's going to be a Swiss system, which I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt and see how that plays out. But this group stage is fun. Match day six is always Wild. This is amazing. Yeah. So it's it's the last season before the format changes. Oh, man. Wow. All right. Take it all in. Mm -hmm. Enjoy every moment. Um, let's chat about AC Milan versus Newcastle. All right. This game at 12.45 p.m. today. This is uh, an interesting one because I think before this weekend, after AC Milan got absolutely thrashed in the Milan derby to, to enter, I felt like they were probably the favorites in this group, maybe just based on, on early season form. But now maybe that's changed a little bit. And Newcastle have had kind of a rough start to their Premier League campaign. They've had a very, very tough schedule. And I know that they've had some, some injuries. But when you look at this matchup, Nico, do you see a favorite between these two teams? I know mm. AC Milan are at home. Does maybe a little bit inclined yeah. towards Milan and Newcastle has been waiting so long to be back in the Champions League. But it's they're both very complete squads. They're well balanced. Mm -hmm. They've got, I mean, defensively, Newcastle has been solid for the last year and whatnot. And Milan... They, despite just remove that Inter game, like we said yesterday, the score isn't really reflective of the difference between Inter and Milan. Uh, so I expect them to get back onto the horse. Uh, they've got quality all around. Uh, the question marks, there were reports out of Italy that Pulisic might not start and it'll be Chukwueze on the wing. Um, I'm really intrigued to see what the lineup's going to be like uh, for Milan because they've got options and, and Newcastle, we know what Newcastle's going to look like too with the exception of Sandro Tonali, whether he's healthy or not. I, I imagine he's going to want to be as fit as possible to this game. former club. Yeah. Yeah. For you, Charlie, how do you see this game playing out? And who, who in particular needs to have a big performance on both sides? I mean, this is Newcastle's first Champions League appearance in 20 years versus seven-time winners, AC Milan. I see a Milan bounce back. 
because they were humiliated. It's been 49 years humiliated. since Inter Milan scored five goals on AC Milan. And that's five straight wins for Inter Milan over AC Milan. So, it, yes, it, it was painful, but I think what's great about this Milan side is they have Champions League to look forward to to forget about that, that devastating defeat. So I look for Leao to have a big match. He's got he's to get going for this Milan side. It's so important. And, you know, for him to get going would mean that they're on the front foot, that they're finding him in space. He's creating. And Giroud, is, Giroud has always been one of the, the focal points when you look at a, a target striker, someone who can hold the ball, get on the end of crosses. So I, I look for Lau to be the big man for Milan heading in this match. And they didn't have Tomori in, in this last match against Inter. And I think people down, I think downplayed his importance within this back line because Fakayo Tomori is so good at anticipating plays, providing cover. So I, I see this being a 2-1 win for Milan. I can see that mm. being a, a, a scoreline. Newcastle have struggled on the road. So, I mean, they lost three straight before this win over Brentford, and it wasn't a, a pretty win by any means. So, Tonali is going to try and, if he plays, say, hey, you let me go. I wanted to stay. Let me show you what you're missing. And I love those type of storylines. But um, I think Newcastle's back line has to be so super strong. They have to be able to excel in transition, which they've done in the English Premier League. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think Newcastle comes in with a lot of questions. You mentioned it, three losses. They get a bounce back from Brentford, but as you said, it wasn't a great win. Uh, that's three tough losses. I, I mean, they played some strong teams. They played City, uh, Liverpool, Liverpool, and Brighton. Uh, not, not an easy run, but still. I mean, the Newcastle, the Newcastle we saw end last season – would have given it a bit of a, a bit more of a, of a challenge. So it's interesting because when you look at the matchups that they've had early season for Newcastle, if you total the amount of points that they collected last year against those opponents, it's ba they basically have done the same. So, I mean, you have to, like, it was a tough start to the schedule. So I think, like, I don't, I don't necessarily think that like their their early season is an indication of maybe what their identity is this, no, this but season. It's against Champions League quality uh, opponents. Sure, sure, so sure. So you're in the group of death. Yes. That might be a difficult schedule to start the Premier League season, but you have to be better than what you, we've seen from them. Also, to see a team go down, go up a man, essentially, right? You go, you're going against a, a ten-man Liverpool and still lose at home. Mm. It's because the, Liverpool yeah, are so awesome. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to give you a, 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 you know, a beach ball here. But honestly, that doesn't give me a lot of confidence going into a big Champions League uh, competition. And, and this is where this I is what also, it was all for. I, I, I wonder about them meeting the moment because, as you mentioned, Charlie, this is their first Champions League appearance in, in 20 years. And what does that look like for them? Right. You know, you know that the supporters are just dying for this. They have been losing sleep over this. Like, this uh, did is, you see them in is, Milan oh in the gosh, rain? Doing the, the slip and the, slide? The, the, the belly slide. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. But this is, you know, how do you not allow that kind of pressure to get to you in Especially with the investment and especially when you almost have an obligation to deliver mm -hmm. because of how much money is being poured into the club. This is obviously not the final version of Newcastle that we're going to see with the Saudi investment, but this is a massive step forward for Newcastle. And yeah, this first Champions League run is, is going to be one that is going to have high expectations for the fans and I think for the world of football all around. It's we exciting. hope that they're in Champions League 
next season, top four, it's like balancing, okay, yeah, let's make a fun Champions League run if we're Newcastle. I don't mm -hmm. think for the outset people are saying Newcastle has, is one of the favorites to win Champions League, but if you make a nice little run in Champions League, you never know. There's always that one team, like the Villarreal of a couple seasons ago that, yeah. that also, was fantastic. Also true, but they also have PSG and Dortmund in their group. In their so group, it's not, for sure. It's, it's, it's going to be difficult. Not to get a okay. I mean, what, Dortmund, Dortmund might be the hottest team in this group right now mm -hmm. going into this. Yeah. Milan? Milan just got pushed in the mouth. Milan just I, got pushed in the mouth. I don't know. Dortmund certainly haven't not, been convincing no, this season. No, no. And it's certainly not PSG. They've only taken eight points from a possible 15. They just lost to Nice at home. What are they, so in fifth place? It's a, fair yeah. point. it's a fair point that you raise. We say group of death, but... These, all the four teams, <laughs> well, maybe for the exception of Milan, if we just consider the Derby a watch. Take, but if I you feel eliminate like the, the Derby. Yeah. Right? They're trending in the wrong direction, the four <laughs> yeah. teams in the group it's of so interesting. It's a good point. We can say that the Derby was a one-off, but it was a 5-1 loss. That, right. That could potentially shake you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, definitely. So, but, but both teams weren't in full, with full strength. So you didn't have Tamori for Milan. Very important player. Yeah, but that happens, Chuck. You I'm, have important yes, you. but I'm saying these are important players that you're missing. And then for PSG losing, they didn't have Marquinhos or Ugarte. Yeah. And Ugarte, those, are, Ugarte, those, are, those are massive players. Ugarte looks like he's, he's, they're pushing for him to be back mm. today against Dortmund. Alexis, for you, who's the favorite in the group of death? I mean, honestly, it's a bit of a toss-up. Uh, I, I want to say Milan, but this weekend kind of yeah. shook my confidence in saying that. It's I Inter, think, though. Huh? I mean, it's they're playing against. No. Oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. But let's see how they. If you can't, if you back. can't show up for a derby yeah. when you're blazing up the up the table, then I don't have a ton of confidence in your ability to do that in Champions League. So I'm gonna go with. Uh, I want to say. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Dortmund. <laughs> No. I didn't say it with a it lot of confidence. I, I, I'm fascinated wow, the by odds, it. Odds to win the group, that's the... I thought it was going to be wow. more balanced. PSG and Newcastle are heavy favorites. Yeah. Oh, I'm, be I'm betting on Milan in this. I'm, I'm, betting, on these on, odds? I'm betting on Milan also. These are Milan crazy is a good odds. Pick you know what? I'll also bet on Milan after the first, <laughs> first match day. Let me see what happens. I think that's fair. I'm fascinated by this group. It's going to be great. Um, AC Milan will face Newcastle at 12.45. PSG taking on Dortmund at 3 p.m. You can watch these matches on Paramount Plus. We have plenty more to talk about regarding Champions League coming up later in the show. Right now, we're going to take a quick break. Ali Trost Martin will be back with some headlines when we come back. Don't go anywhere. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Give us some headlines, Allie. All right, let's get into it, Suze. And uh, 
well, as we all know, today kicks off the UEFA Champions League group stage, but the action in the Asian Champions League is already underway with the Saudi clubs posting some mixed results on the opening match day yesterday. Al Ittihad shook off the absence of Kareem Benzema, who is out with an illness, to earn a 3-0 win over AGMK. Meanwhile, Neymar and Al Hilal they needed a late equalizer to avoid the upset, finishing with a 1-1 draw against Uzbekistan-based Navbahor. And Cristiano Ronaldo and Al Nasser are in Iran, where they face Persepolis today. And take a look at this, Ronaldo's arrival in the country, sparking some wild scenes from adoring fans. My gosh, incredible stuff. And in international news, the German national team is reportedly closing in on Julian Nagelsmann as the replacement for fired head coach Hansi Flick. Nagelsmann has been out of work since, be, uh, since being fired by Bayern Munich and was still under contract to the German champions, but he's reportedly agreed to walk away from the remaining $21 million in severance to take charge of the German national team ahead of the 2024 Euros, which Germany is hosting. And in MLS news, the New England Revolution have begun the process of rebuilding their coaching staff in the wake of Bruce Arena's resignation. According to multiple reports, former Houston Dynamo and U.S. under-20 head coach Tav Ramos is being hired as an assistant coach to serve under current Revs interim head coach Clint Pei. Ramos steps in to help replace former Revs assistants Shalry Joseph and Dave Vandenberg. And in women's soccer news, 15 of the 23 players that helped the Spain women's national team win the World Cup in August have been selected for upcoming UEFA Nations League matches, despite all 15 of those players being part of a group that's committed to boycotting the Spain team until the uh, Spanish Federation restructures. Itana Bonmati and Alexia Pateas headlined the squad that is set to face Sweden and Switzerland later this month in UEFA Nations League matches that will also determine whether or not Spain qualifies for the Paris Olympics in 24. According to Spanish sports law, Spanish athletes are required to accept national team call-ups unless there are circumstances that keep them from playing, such as an injury. Spain's protesting uh, women's players are reportedly prepared to continue their protests, and Spain is scheduled to play Sweden on Friday. And in other women's soccer news, the NWSL is set to announce Boston as the league's next expansion market. A press conference is scheduled for today where Boston Unity Soccer Partners will be unveiled as the ownership group for an expansion team that will cost a, report, uh, cost a reported $53 million. NWSL returns to Boston for the first time since 2017 when the Boston Breakers ended a five-year run in the league before folding due to financial struggles. The new Boston expansion team has yet to be given a name and is scheduled to begin play in 2026. And Charlie, it wasn't too long ago since the Breakers folder, but new ownership group. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on this as our resident Boston expert over here? Yes, uh, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, I, I was involved in some conversations ar around what, the, what this could look like. And, and so you think about what a women's professional team will do in Boston. It's around, uh, the stadium is, is is supposed to be White Stadium, which is in Franklin Park. There's a Franklin Park Zoo. So it is in an area that could use a lot of investment. And 40% of this ownership group is, is people of color and 95% is women. So that just tells you that this this group is is dedicated to making Boston more inclusive, to giving people more opportunities, to reinvesting in certain communities, um, communities that have been, um, I, I think, lower, lower income communities, com communities that need some, some um, excitement, some energy, but also some, some direction. And I, and I feel like this is gonna be one of those 
opportunities which in, with an incredible ownership group to continue to grow the game and, and inspire both little girls and little boys and, and bringing a community together. So I couldn't be more happy to see professional soccer come back to Boston. Um, the breakers were incredible, but I feel like this is going to take it to a whole nother level. So. Why do you think it didn't work before? Um, I mean, they played in four different stadiums, the breakers. Hmm. I think women's professional soccer wasn't where it is today. I think the level of investment, the level of commitment has drastically changed. The World Cup's coming to, to North America in 2026. Boston's getting games. So it almost goes hand in hand. And so you look at the investment fees paid for women's professional teams, it was five million, San Diego, LA, and KC. Now we're looking at 53 million. That tells you wow. right there, yeah. th there that people are committed to seeing soccer and women's soccer and the growth of it is exciting. Um, and, and I couldn't be more happy that it's, it's happening in, in my city. It's a big region. Aren't the Mewis sisters from uh, the Boston area, yes. the New England area? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a big region for, for growing you, the sport. You don't have to answer the question. I'm just going to look at the reaction on your face. You know the name of the team, right? <laughs> no, there's no name yet. Hey, City Hall today. Get there, Boston. Let's go. Are Reese and Dakota going to rock some uh, oh, Boston NWSL 100%. Let's 100%. go. I love seeing That's one of my favorite things to see is little boys wearing NWSL kits or Happens U.S. women's national so. team jerseys. Yeah. I think they, got, they have their Sam so U.S. Cool. Man City kits. I, I've got a name, but it's definitely not going to be it. But I threw it out in the green room while we were in the meeting. Boston Tea Party. Oh, I love it. Ah, no, you there you don't. go. No, Historical it's reference. Cool. It's the Boston Tea Party, but the party's different, obviously. But there's that a reference. started the Revolutionary War. Chuck. The Washington Spirit against the, the Boston Tea Party. <laughs> they just shake hands. <laughs> America. <laughs> what about the the Boston Revere's, like Paul? Oh. Revere. Sorry, but, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an American history nerd. I love this stuff. Yeah. No. I'll, I'll, let's workshop. We'll workshop yeah, they, some things. Th this Stop this team is going things. like in the heart of Boston. Oh, okay. So he's trying Ooh. to give us hints. Hints. I'm, I know. I'm just saying this. <sighs> right, is a, I'm just saying it's a new the revolution. The, the, the Boston Yad. Hey. Hmm? The Boston Yad. <laughs> this is like the new Boston. <laughs> the Boston Wicked Yad. The new, this is Boston. The new Boston, not not the old Boston. Oh, it's the new. Yeah. Uh, makes sense. I got one. It's yeah. a little crazy. How about this Boston FC? What are we? <laughs> <laughs> what do we think? Yeah. <laughs> if it was Major League Soccer, definitely that's what it would be. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. All right, we're going to take another break. Circle uh, logo. We are chatting much <laughs> more Champions League when we come back. <laughs> Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. 
At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back. Well, you guys are in luck because you get a heaping helping of Nico Cantor today. The Galazzo Show preview event today and tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern right here on the Galazzo Network. Nico Cantor, are you excited? Yes. Match day one for free on the Galazzo Network. So catch us there. We're back. It's fun. How's the prep going? Great. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for today and, yeah. and Wednesday I'm ready. Final details. What's your method when you're preparing for this? Because there are just so many teams. It's, it's all, all year round you're prepping. Mm-hmm. You're, what I do is I, I write a cheat sheet mm-hmm. that I consult whenever I need like a quick little nugget. But I mean, the prep I, happens I wanna, year round. I want to test your knowledge. Oh, golly. Oof. Who's Brighton playing? Brighton in Europa. the Europa League yeah. is not playing Union Saint-Gilloise. No, they're Brighton. Ooh, good question. They're playing AEK Athens? That sounds right. Wow. Okay. Are they? Is that right? <laughs> Do you even know? Jesus, so who's many this, games. Who's the surprise team out of Serbia? Oh, God. Oh, the surprise team out of Serbia is the second place finishers. The name of the team is Tessica. <laughs> Tessa? Tessa. It's T S. I get that sometimes when I order Greek food. Yeah, no. Tessa. Yeah. They're from Bachkatopola. Wow. That game, they're playing West Ham. It's West Ham against Tessa. It's on Golasso Network also on Thursday. I am yeah. I am consistently blown away by your brain's capacity to withhold it. You go down rabbit holes. It's incredible. Incredible. It is an encyclopedia. He is. He's talking about Tessa. Tessa. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys, this is uh, Champions League. Is the It's the most elite competition in the world. And last year, we saw some absolutely incredible moments. So let's take a little trip down memory lane. Here's a look. Shakhtar are at home this evening on paper, but they are, of course, playing in Warsaw due to the ongoing conflict in their homeland. Mudrik! Oh, brilliant! First chance, first goal for Shakhtar. Cancelo in towards Haaland! It had to be, it just had to be. Friend or foe, they all come the same to Erling Haaland. Ronaldo going to have a go, it's a brilliant go! And it's a sensational goal from Alex Grimaldo. And just like that, Benfica are on their way on opening day. Brilliant ball. Oh, to find Gnabry! Perfect counter-attack from Bayern to punctuate the victory. And they are high-fiving here with five goals, having been 2-0 down. You've had to see it to believe it, really. Robert Lukaku Martinez! Captain puts an exclamation mark on the tie. Bernardo Silva is in and scores. They have ended the reign of Real Madrid and they will go to Istanbul. One of these teams will be crowned champions of Europe tonight. It'll come for Rodri! Breakthrough for Manchester City! Champions of England, FA Cup winners and now It's wild. In some ways, it feels like that was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and then in other ways, it feels like that was like five years ago. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Crazy. But here we are. 
nuts. It is. It is. Um, should we dive into some matchups that we're going to be seeing today? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, we are going to start in Group E. Let's mm. take a look at the fixtures that we have on tap in Group E today. Feyenoord versus Celtic and Lazio versus Atletico Madrid. When you look at these two matchups, Charlie, for, for you, which one is, is the more intriguing? The more intriguing Lazio, Atletico Madrid, but mm -hmm. I think mm. Feyenoord Celtic, I don't know. They, they have a lot to play for. I mean, Feyenoord, they come into this three wins, two draws, zero losses, um, 19 goals for, five goals against. They have an identity. They're playing really well. Last year, they played extremely well in Europa League. But I think Celtic with Brent Rodgers have a lot to prove. This, I feel like these two, Feyenoord could sneak in, but I think they're playing for Europa League for I'd third like place. Brendan Rodgers back, back in his old home. You know, Celtic, I'm going to shock everyone. Celtic's at the top of the Scottish Premiership. No. Yeah, big shock. But it's, this, is, this is what they're really playing for, is this Champions League. Can they make a strong push? And it begins against Feyenoord, which is not an easy Do you think beat. they can? Though? No. So Celtic ended up dead last in their group last year in Champions League. They didn't win a single game. Atletico Madrid also last year finished dead last. Their European campaign finished in five months. Um, so both of those teams have something to prove. Feyenoord are the champions of the Netherlands. They play great offensive football. And Celtic coming off of what Ange Postecoglou did and Brendan Rodgers also has something to prove again with, with Celtic after he got relegated with Leicester or didn't, got sacked before they ended up getting relegated. But uh, this is a good opportunity for him to show himself to the world again uh, in a different stage. I feel like this game can have a lot of goals. I was just going to say, Feyenoord this has is, been scoring a ton of they're, goals. They're, they're highly prolific offensively, yeah. the Feyenoord. Mm -hmm. and, and I will say, in that Lazio Atletico Madrid game, two defensive sides, although Lazio have been extremely poor despite Bad. the Serie A campaign. Very, very unconventional con considering last year mm -hmm. they were just so defensively sound. That's how they won games. They snuck, they snuck by you 1 0, 2 0, a lot of clean sheets. They've been horrible. Considering yeah. where they were last yeah, year. Yeah, it's a completely different 4-3-3 from what Brendan Rodgers tries to play. But, you know, you got Diego Simeone, the old 3-5-2, you know, anti-football, if you will. That, to me, is going to be exciting. That, to, that Sadi Ooh. versus, uh, you know, uh, Mauricio Sadi versus uh, Diego Simeone, that's what I'm looking and at. To me, it's like watching a game of chess. Uh, again, this is another matchup that is whose teams are trending in the wrong mm -hmm. direction. I think he got destroyed at the weekend by Valencia, 3-0. Yeah. They got thumped. And Lazio has been totally unconvincing to start the season. So this is, might be a little uh, palate cleanser for whichever team mm. ends up winning. Who's getting out of Group E? Feyenoord and Atletico Madrid. Mm -hmm. Chuck, what do you think? Atletico Madrid, Lazio. Mm. <laughs> How much do you trust Santi Jimenez in this uh, competition? <laughs> Right. Uh, I feel like it's very different to compare what you do domestically in the Netherlands to prove Which on a European stage. That question. Right. So this is his. <laughs> this is his chance to step up. How much do I trust him? If Santi Jimenez isn't scoring, Feyenoord's not getting out of the group. So right. So, which, is, which is why I'm going to go. Or no? Which is why. I'm yeah. I mean, say. I told. I said Feyenoord get out of the group. Yeah. 
Okay, and I don't have the same belief you do, so I'm going to go with exactly what Charlie said. All right. It's be Atletico Lazio. Facts. Does Celtic win a single game? Yeah. One game? One. Uh, but which? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Against who? I'm going to say no. And at home. They'd have to be at home. I'd I think if they do win they a game, might. it's Feyenoord at home. I'd love to go to that stadium for a Champions League match. Oh, my God. Celtic Park? Yeah. There's so many. Okay. Paradise, as they call it. Let's move it along. We already hit on uh, Group F earlier in the show, so let's go to Group G. Here's a look at the fixtures that we have on tap today. Group in of G. Group G. The Group of G. <laughs> <laughs> According to Nico, uh, Young Boys taking on RB Leipzig and Manchester City, the reigning champions, will take on Red Star Belgrade. So... I think we can all agree, I believe the consensus would be that Manchester City are the favorites yeah. in this one. And Leipzig. They're going to cruise out of, uh, yeah. out of this. Leipzig's going to cruise also. Okay. Yeah. Um, Red Star, they're the champions of Serbia and expect incredible atmospheres. Remember last week I was pitching the Maracana in, yes. in, in Belgrade as one of my favorite European yes, stadiums. Yes, the scenes are going to be wild, mm -hmm. but they're not strong enough. Um, and neither is Young Boys, with all due respect. Leipzig is on fire, on fire. They're, they're great offensively. Cooking. They're winning they're without any doubt. And Manchester City is Manchester City, so I feel like... And one of their key players out for this one, uh, Daniel Olmo, the Spanish international. But given that, they're still so deep. And Xavi Simons has been playing out of his skin. Uh, look at Luis Openda as well. They just have a lot of players who can create on their own, but they've come together extremely well as, as a team with their pressing, and we know how they gagan press. But they, they've, Marco Ross, the, the manager, has really hit everything um, when it comes to this team. Mm. Yeah. For City, you just got to avoid injuries. That's it. Get out the group stage without any injuries. And I'm looking at Xavi Simons. You brought him up. I mean, to go from not being wanted early in his career to sort of, it's so hard because he's so young to think that he's sort of had a rejuvenation in his career, but he just keeps getting better and better, and I want to see him prove it on this stage. All right. Good stuff. Move it along. Look at the odds. <laughs> I mean, it's... Plus 5,000. Youngboy's even worse. Plus 6,500. Uh, Jeez. I, I, yeah. I, I'm just imagining Pep's face when the draw I'm, was happening yeah. and he saw what was... Mm. I mean, this is just, this is like a... Hey, Liverpool had a red star, remember? In that group, it was oh, yeah. Napoli, mm -hmm. red star, Liverpool. Do you remember the aggregate and... in the knockout round last year with City and Leipzig? <laughs> yeah, 8-0, 7-1, oh, where God. De Bruyne just spins and boop, pops yeah. it Dude. in the top Made corner. And guess what? And they said, hey, a five-piece. And then he said, and then City said, oh... Your best defender. <laughs> oh, let me buy him for like yeah. 90 million euros. By the way, we'll take him. Cities at minus 900 might be still the smartest bet in that group. Absolutely. All right, let's, uh, let's take a look at the fixtures that we have today in Group H. Here are those Barcelona and Royal Antwerp and Shakhtar Donetsk taking on Porto. What mm. are we, what one, what matchup today are we most Intrigued by. I'm going to still say Barcelona. Really? Antwerp. Yeah. I, Barcelona have a lot to prove in this competition. And I think they want to start off hot. Lewandowski has got to be a goal scorer. We didn't even talk about Joao Felix now. Finding, scoring. Finding happiness, playing, scoring. Cancelo. And, and 
Frankie de Jong is, has been so impressive in the midfield for, for Barcelona. So this, to me, is Barcelona wanting to step start on the right foot in Champions League. So it's going to be good match to watch. I don't, think you would, I don't think if you're Barcelona, I'd be impressed with you getting out of this group or even topping it. You must top this group when you've got teams like Porto, Shakhtar, and Royal Antwerp. Especially right. after not making out of their group the last this two years. This is what years. I'm saying. Yeah. To me, you gotta, I, for me, I'll be impressed with Barcelona when I see what they do in the knockout stages. Well, that's for like every big team, though. Yeah, I mean, sure, but so I'm just specifically watch them knowing No, that? of course, but the, to me, that's not the, the match to watch. For me, Shakhtar versus Porto. Where, where is Porto? Porto had a and, strong... And where's Shakhtar? Right. They had a strong run. Shakhtar had to get rid of so many players. Obviously, they, they're not even playing at home. They're playing and in Poland. New coach. staying in Poland. This is a huge, uh, a huge opportunity for Porto, I think, to take that step to get to the next level. Impress like Benfica's done coming out of the Portuguese. So who's getting out of this group? Barca, easily, and I'll say Porto. Porto. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really intrigued to see uh, Porto bought a kid from Boga. His name is Alan Varela, who is really doing really well for Boga. Center midfielder. And I, I'm happy for him because he's obviously a Boga player. I rated him highly at Boga. And this is for him to be playing in Champions League after playing in the Argentine League and Copa Libertadores and being a key component to Boga's success. I'm, I'm very excited to see what he can bring to the table in European football. Amazing. It all starts today. Our coverage of Champions League begins at 1 p.m. on the Galazzo Network. We are going to take a break when we come back. Um, we are taking a look at the Eastern Conference in Major League Soccer and maybe a few teams that are a bit of a surprise. Stay with us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Die Besten, les grandes équipes, the champions. <laughs> I don't know what to do, should I go? Thumbs down. <laughs> They, they, they tried. They tried. They, yeah, I loved they put it. In an effort. You could tell they were hesitant. They probably didn't want to do that, but <laughs> they said, "All right, for a good laugh, I'll try." I loved that. I thought that was a wonderful piece of content. They get paid millions of dollars to play soccer, not that sing. That was great. You know who I bet can sing the Champions League anthem beautifully? Who? Our good friend Guillaume Balagay. Oh. <laughs> we're putting you on the spot. Guillaume, every time we speak to you, we're never quite sure where in the world you are. So, so give us a clue. Mm. Oh, Las Vegas. Cleveland. <laughs> Paris. Paris. PSG tonight. Oh, fantastic. So you will be at this match, PSG taking on Dortmund. In this one, Guillaume, um, both teams, we kind of talked about it earlier on the show, maybe not in the best form early on in, in the season. So how are you expecting this one to play out? 
Well, both of them have got different key players and discovering who the key players will be is also part of, of the job. Of course, no Neymar, no Messi, no Berratti means that we're going to see what uh, Uarte can do in the middle. Uh, Marco Sensi is injured and Scanning and Lee as well, but these are two of the new faces uh, like Luis Hernandez. This is uh, with Dembélé as well, a different PSG. I spoke uh, briefly to uh, Luis Enrique yesterday after the press conference and He's just saying, I need time. Will I have time? I don't know. Uh, do I want time? I don't. But uh, basically, for the team to click, it will require more uh, time. Meanwhile, uh, Mbappé's scoring uh, two goals per game. He's, he's played three games. Uh, they lost at the weekend, yes. Uh, it's more down to the fact that they concede too many chances than the way they play with the ball. With the ball, they are fine. But they will get better. And for Borussia Dortmund, they haven't lost this season yet, but they dropped points in a couple of games. Uh, winning in Freiburg at the weekend away has meant perhaps a turning point to the season. But this will be a team without Jude Bellingham. So a different type of Borussia. Guillaume, give us a little bit of insight with how Luis Enrique is settling in because it feels like any loss at PSG reverberates much more than a loss with any other team, considering how much they've invested and post-Messi, post-Neymar. What's Luis Enrique feeling at the moment with this team, and does he feel like they are candidates to win the Champions League? If you go by his feelings and the way he behaved yesterday in the press conference, the man is calm. The man is happy because he actually managed to get what he wanted. He came to PSG saying, I think I know what's wrong. I think we need um, to move on from certain players and then uh, quite clearly to establish a way of playing that has to do with discipline, has to do with hard work, has to do with work without the ball. And he will have to put that in, uh, in practice. PSG, meanwhile, not only got rid of Neymar uh, and Berratti, Messi, a different story, I'll tell you very quickly in a minute. But certainly what they're getting is young players with quality, a lot of French players coming through the academy as well. And I, as I said, that will require a little bit of time. Messi, uh, if Luis Enrique had arrived a month and a half earlier, he may have still been at PSG. That possibility did not happen, but Luis Enrique would have kept him and maybe Messi would have been convinced to be in Europe for a little bit longer. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, yeah, it's very impressive, but I doubt that would have happened, especially with the fan base being so anti-Messi. Uh, but I do want to know how the fan base is sort of – do you think there's an additional pressure on Luis Enrique? Because his fan base seems to be on edge with the project that was going on. A lot of new players. It hasn't exactly clicked from the same way we've seen PSG of old, but this is a, a stacked team. How do you think the pressure is from the fan base, and do you think Champions League is where they need to prove it? I genuinely feel from the talk that I had with uh, some of the people within the club and around the club that the tension has been reduced, that some of the demands of the of the fans have actually been heard. And it was about, we don't want these mercenaries, they call them. Uh, I think they were most, mostly thinking of uh, of Neymar, perhaps even Berratti. Uh, we don't want these players that uh, don't feel the shared. We want them to actually love the club. And PSG have changed the policy. As I said, all of a sudden, uh, if you had an 11 of PSG players that have been in the academy ignored and they had to go away, then you will have a very, very good 11. Well, 
the aim will be to do something like that alongside of course with um, with players of quality uh, I mean Ugarte has shown to be a key in the middle uh, as I say Marco Asensio will probably uh, will have uh, an important role to play Dembélé uh, from Paris too knows what PSG is about uh, all these things will help to make the team more solid but more importantly to, the, to your point closer to the fans who as you know are some of the most passionate fans in the world but they want to feel that the players feel exactly the same and I think they're closer to that with this team I want to talk about this next matchup which is Lazio hosting Atletico Madrid both teams taking a beating over the weekend Lazio losing 3-1 to Juve but Atletico Madrid losing 3-0 to Valencia. What do you make of this Atletico Madrid side? Are, are, was that just a blip? What is, are they going to be contenders in this group? Because to us, we see them getting out. Since February this year, I've been saying Atletico Madrid are going to win the league because they look so solid, so good. They have so many alternatives. They, they, they are in the app. All that was, was what I was saying. And then they go on destroy that uh, that that uh, that thinking in a way with one game because all of a sudden it's like oh hold on what's happening here the game against Valencia was embarrassing and in fact Simeone has said it was the worst game of his time at uh, at Atletico Madrid that's 11 years that's a lot to say but he was lacking in energy in personality they didn't know what to do against a side Valencia that had been inconsistent but were very very good at home so they will need to improve on that in a week that's very important Lazio of course and then Real Madrid in the Madrid derby on Sunday. Uh, so I still think they can win the league, but they make me doubt now. In any case, they had a lot of players injured from, from Coque to De Paul to Memphis to Reinaldo. Lemar, of course, is going to be missing for the rest of the season. Uh, so that is a little bit of an excuse, but I still think they've got the best squad in, in La Liga. Uh, they don't want to be as um, knocked out in the group stages and even out of the Europa League in the first uh, the first three months of the season as they were last season. I don't think there will be. This group is is beneficial to them. But the first test is against a Lazio side that have lost three games out of the four they played this season. Chiri Mobili has only scored one goal. Uh, Luis Alberto playing really, really well behind him, but the rest of the team looks a little bit weak defensively. So it's a chance for Atletico Madrid to just uh, make me feel that I know what I'm talking about again. <laughs> Guillaume, I know you know what you're going to be talking about with Barca. Pressure's on because you got to get out of the group. I know it was never an excuse before. Barca's got to get out of the group every single year, but they haven't done so in the last two seasons, which is absolutely unthinkable. But there's a new feeling now, right? Joao Felix had a great performance at the weekend. Cancelo is, is fitting in, it looks like. Uh, not to mention all the other names. It's a team that's been put together. And I probably asked you the same question last year. To win the Champions League, what's the feeling around Barcelona and, and, and Xavi, who still hasn't signed a contract extension, by the way. So time to maybe prove himself finally on the European stage? He will sign the contract, but uh, he wants to go almost year by year. Uh, and he wants, as you say, prove himself every year and, and take new steps towards that, conquering Europe again. They're miles away. They are miles away. But it will help them to be out of the group because they've got Shakhtar, they've got Porto, uh, they've got Antwerp. They should get out of the group. Mm. 
in any case, is a stronger side, the stronger side that uh, Xavi has had. I think the game against Betis at the weekend was perhaps the best game that uh, has been played under, under Xavi, held by uh, Joao Cancelo, who you know how good he is as a right back coming inside as well. Uh, Joao Felix in a limited role, but an important role of linking up with the forwards uh, and make the, the football of Barcelona fluid. Let's see what happens when Pedri comes back, because that is the role of Pedri, really. Uh, with um, with players that uh, needed to prove a point, like Ferran Torres, and he goes on the scores, and he's on top form as well. So it is the stronger side uh, than he was last season, the stronger side that Xavi has had. Enough to win the Champions League, no chance. But no uh, it would be interesting to see them try. Wow. No. So who do you think will win Champions League, Guillaume? Who's your favourite to win the entire competition? Uh, this is going to be a boring answer, and I, and I think you will all agree with me that Manchester City have got everything that's required to win it again. They have created an era in the in the Premier League domestically. They are it is the era of Manchester City. In Europe, they needed to take that extra step uh, of winning it. Once they won it, now they know how to. I think they can just uh, get as far as at least semi-finals, final possibly as well this year. Ah, we soon shall see. Uh, Guillaume Balaguer, always a pleasure. Enjoy the match and enjoy Paris. We appreciate your time. Beautiful shirt. Beautiful shirt. Always. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. Normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? <laughs> Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus.